Hi, I'm Mark Rennick. This is Victory Over Sin. Oh, Jesus, there's victory. All the chains that were holding me Kept me locked in captivity Have been broken by grace so free When he poured out his cleansing blood Motivated by his great love Give me faith I need to rise above Sing a song of how I've overcome I've got victory over sin Bringing peace to the fight within Give me strength, I need to start again I've got victory over sin He gives me victory over sin Bringing peace to the fight within Give me strength, I need Good to start Saturday afternoon again. to you, Treasure Valley. My name is Mark Rennick. This is Victory Over Sin. Victory Over Sin is a show that's funded by the Southwest Council for St. Vincent de Paul. And what we attempt to do for them is to educate you, the Idahoan, about what it's like to come out of incarceration, to be, on, to be incarcerated for that matter, and to survive on parole. We do that several different ways, but one of the most informative, the ones we like the most, is this radio show. We've been sponsoring it for almost three years now. If you go back to the archives of KBXL, you can click on Victory Over Sin, and you'll look at a litany of people who have uh, worked for the Department of Corrections, been in charge of the Department of Corrections, national leaders, uh, state uh, uh, senators, state representatives. We've had all sorts of people on. All of us have been talking about the Department of Corrections and how to survive on parole. There's been some good stories in there of people that the first day they walked out of prison, they came here. And we've had people who struggled, people who are doing well. It's a good body of work, if you will, to find out what's going on with the Department of Corrections. And we're going to continue that today in just a second. In addition to that, we also have a PowerPoint that if you request, we can come out to your church, to your service group, to your business, if you will, and we will present a 20-minute PowerPoint uh, about the Department of Corrections and how to survive on the uh, in, after you've gotten out of incarceration. And the great thing about this is it is led by a returning citizen. So they will present 20 minutes worth of data, and then that will spark, in theory, some discussion about the Department of Corrections. That's all in an effort to educate you about what's going on. We're excited about that, and we look forward to that. It's been an exciting year. It continues to be an exciting year. Uh, as we come to you today, you need to understand a little bit about what we're doing. We've just gotten back from uh, an event called Recovery Out Loud, which we're going to talk about a little bit on the radio show. But that's an event over in Region 7 in which the second year in which they've gotten people who are mentors, mentees, and working in conjunction with the crisis center over there and people to support the population of people who are returning citizens. Uh, Stephanie Taylor Silva has done that. This is her second year. It was a huge success last night, and we were excited about that, and we were there. Also, we do have a, um, a new office that we keep talking about, and that would be something for you to come by and take a look at. It's at 8620 West Emerald Suite 140. That's on the corner of Benjamin and Emerald. Come by there between the hours of 9 and 12. Everybody in that building, for the most part, has been incarcerated, and they understand what it's like to be on parole or to be on paper or to have been in the system, and they can support you and I as we go forward attempting to survive out here on parole. In addition, if you're listening to me in the desert and you need a ride, 
uh, the first day out. Nobody can pick you up. Have your case manager give me an email, send me an email, and one of our staff will come out and pick you up. We'll take you around to those first, what we call the first 72-hour stuff in terms of that needs to happen once you're released. That's the new catchphrase that we're going to start using in the future. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. In addition, I have a particular shout-out for Ms. Adams at ISCC. I got your message, and I need to talk stronger in towards the end of the show. I'm happy that you listened. Miss Adams has been the librarian at what I used to call ICC, but now is ISCC for a tremendous amount of time. And she's always been a nice lady. I remember taking creative writing in ISCC, believe it or not, when I was out there ages and ages ago. But thank you for the, your thoughts and the fact that you think about us all the time. I'm excited. I've got a new person that I think you'll be excited to hear about and talk with, and she will be with us in just a second. The United States has the highest percentage of its population in prison in the world. That's one in 200 Americans are currently serving time in a federal or local prison. As of May 2017, Idaho has 8,223 men and women incarcerated and another 17,201 on probation and parole. So upon release from prison, who works with these individuals and families to help them transition back into our community? This is done by what we call Returning Citizens Resources and coffee shop. We offer them a cup of coffee and some resources and information to help get them on solid footing with their faith, their recovery, and to begin their new life as our neighbor. It's designed for the offender's first stop from the institution. If you'd like to help us help them, please contact Mark Rennick at 629-8861. That's area code 208-629-8861. And if you're out in the desert needing any help for your transition, we pay for that call. Okay, most people know that um, I consider myself a blessed and lucky man. And um, I'm going to say 60 days ago, a lady by the name of Heather Harper walked into my office. Correct? That's correct, Mark. Correct. So Heather Harper's here. And we're excited. She is going to be our immersion reentry kind of director support person for a program we're going to call Immersion. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm super excited about it. No, she isn't. I had to twist her arm to get her to come here. It was kind of hard. <laughs> but we're excited that you're here. Tell me a little bit about Heather and uh, how you and I cross paths. What's about, how about your background first? Um, I grew up in Texas. and um, You can hear that drawl. And uh, went to University of Oklahoma and Texas A&M. Been in and out of Boise since 1990. And um, spent a little bit of time at South Boise Correction Center. I had lost my way a few years back, and um, they basically helped me get back on my feet, and Mark was one of my first stops when I got out. You came to me from a lady that a lot of people know from the Phoenix, Boise, uh, Ginny Goble, who said, I was saying, gosh, I've got this program coming up, and I need people, and I'm searching, searching, and she said, I've got just the per- perfect lady, and then you come into my office. So uh, that is powerful in terms of, I, I think what it strikes me, and I don't know about you, is you've only been doing this for a while, but it's really a small community. And it's a s- interesting community, and you run across the nicest people who have spent time where you and I spent, I guess you'd say. I mean, I spent longer than you did. But um, it's real interesting. Can you th- address that maybe? Is that true for you? Or I can address it. Yeah, Jenny Goebel's a great friend of mine. And um, a few years before I actually um, ended up at South Boise, she and I worked um, on getting grants for the Phoenix here in Boise um, I am a big believer in exercise is the 
best mood stabilizer. It's better than anything that you can do in terms of taking medication. And so I helped her a lot with that. Um, you might talk about what the what the Phoenix Boise is a little bit because she has not. I don't think she's been on the show yet, so we have to put her or Scott on. But go ahead, tell us a little bit about what that is. You bet. Um, the Phoenix here in Boise is um, it is a landing place for um, sober and act a sober active community. They do lots of different activities. They just were up at Bogus Basin, um, I believe, uh, just this last night. They will be doing the tubing. So just all kinds of fun things, uh, groups groups together, and it is just a great team-building effort, a lot of human connection there. And it's also a community designed for somebody coming directly out of recovery, correct? That is correct. And the only stipulation to be a member of the group is that you be sober for 48 hours. Also correct, yes. Okay, so that's really powerful. I think in terms of you're listening to us now and you're incarcerated, you need to know what to do. When you get out, you're one of those active guys who – you know, either lifts weights or runs or does the things that you've been doing to maintain your sanity incarcerated. This is a really great place for you to come. And all they really ask you to do is to be sober for um, uh, 48, 20, 48 hours. hours. Yeah, 48 so that's hours. pretty cool. It's, um, it is. It's, um, it is an amazing program. They do a big trip in the spring to Moab, mm-hmm. Utah. And it's um, the last time I went, it was three nights and just, just fabulous. So we were all camping. The Phoenix was uh, founded out of a group out. It's, it's either, is it Colorado or mm-hmm. Colorado? Mm-hmm. The Denver area. Yep. And so it was a, it's a concept. It's almost like a, you would call it a franchise. That is we, correct. Yep. Yeah. So, and I think that's something. So we were fortunate enough, and Ginny's efforts have. Um, it took a lot to make it work, right? That was huge. Yeah, yeah it was huge. We spent many a night um, sitting around the table writing grants and looking for buildings and and things like that. So it, um, you know, kudos to her, kudos to Jenny for making that happen. Yeah, because it, and it also is it's located adjacent to. Well, it's not directly adjacent to. Is it Corpus Christi House or? It's, it's right, on Americana. It's on Americana, right down there where Path is, and right down there next to Interfaith. So it is a community that is always certainly needing that sort of support. But again, I can't say enough about the fact that that's a good spot for people to go, especially when you're just out of incarceration or you've got some kind of issue. And you know, I don't know. For me, it, AA was always difficult, and so this is a way to be around a community that's sober strives to be sober and does so through all sorts of events that you really don't have to pay for. No, it's all it's free. All, it's all free. It all so free. that's really cool. Yeah. And, and just to, just a side note that Scott Jones is the director of Phoenix, mm-hmm. and so he would be the reach out yeah, um, if you would. all are interested. Yep, I know. So that's cool. I think, um, yeah, I can't. That'll be all kinds of exciting. Some sounds like a show on the Phoenix. Uh, but we brought you on to do a program that uh, St. Vincent de Paul is sponsoring called Immersion. It's a national program that we've actually been working on for a couple of years. And what we're going to do is make it work now in 2020. We're switching a lot of the stuff around. If you come by our office, you'll now see the next week or so, I hope, a sign that doesn't say Reentry Center. It'll say Immersion. And we're embracing it in a full-time way because it's going to be a national program out of St. Vincent de Paul. And you're going to be the lead person on this in terms of contacts and in terms of interactions. So uh, give me a insight. Have we scared you yet or anything like that? Oh, it's pretty scary. You uh, <laughs> can't scare me. Yeah, hanging around with our new um, staff. I think what she's done is come in and see the diverse group of people that are in our office and she's starting to blend in. 
So you're going to see some interesting things coming from us. Uh, in addition to that, too, uh, we also debuted our new Offender Resource Book, which is out uh, as of today. So we just debuted it last night at the um, uh, Recover Out Loud program, and we now have 25,000 of the new books. It's now expanded. It has 48 pages in it, and it has a page for Pocatello, a page for uh, Twin Falls, and a page for Idaho Falls. So we're trying to make this a much bigger statewide group. So again, you're listening to us in the desert and you don't see the new offender resource guide there that says, if it doesn't say 2020 on it, then you need to get one from your case manager. Um, anything else that were, well, how about your reactions to last night? What did you think about last night? Dignitaries and this is one of your first kind of social things with all the, you know, lieutenant governors and stuff like that, all the high officials within the Department of Corrections. What was your reaction? You know, I think it's an awesome collaborative effort, and I think that we can just continue to grow that. It's so, so important. Um, I look at myself as a problem solver, and I really enjoy bringing people together and, you know, work on a common issue, and it's huge. So um, we just got to keep going down the right path. Those are the kinds of things that uh, when we started much of this effort some eight years ago, none of that stuff happened. But to be at a spot last night where Lieutenant Governor was there, uh, where all the heads of all the head officials within the Department of Corrections were there in Idaho Falls in one event one night, and it was really a celebration of men and women uh, supporting each other in terms of mentors, mentees, and everybody. It was food, it was fun, it was good stories, and that's 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 in Idaho Falls. So we're trying to emulate many of those things over here in the Treasure Valley also. So yeah, that was exciting. I'm glad you got to see that. Uh, the program that she is actually specifically going to be doing, too, is also directed under – we're getting some extra money for that immersion aspect, too, from the Department of Health and Welfare and a program coming working with women coming out of Pocatello. And we'll have in place, hopefully within the next 60 days, a situation in which we're going to support women as they come out of Pocatello's situation and then transfer them across the state and offer them support in terms of recovery coaches and all those things are going to be your data collection. She's going to be in charge of that and the lead person on that. Does that scare you? It scares me. I don't know about you. Um, no, I think it's awesome. I think that um, I think sometimes women are overlooked because we um, can be the the minority coming out of prisons, and I think we need to focus a little bit more on that. And I'm glad to be able to do that and be there to help. Yeah, we got to, we got to meet uh, in Twin Falls. We got to meet with the. Um, I always get these centers mixed up because they're called different things in each center. But we met in, in Twin Falls, we met in Pocatello, and we met in Idaho Falls with people who are really excited with what we've been doing here in Ada County and in Canyon County and taking it across the state. And I'm surprised almost that, uh, you know, what we've been doing, they've heard about, number one, and number two, that we're getting to include them and to make it make what we're attempting to do here in the Treasure Valley something that's available for everybody coming out of incarceration. So, again, I keep saying it, but if you're listening to us, there's some people uh, that are working very hard to make this work, and uh, we're excited about that. What do you think about working with people like this? This is a different direction for you, right? This isn't what you thought you'd be doing at uh, your uh, this time in your life, correct, maybe? Um, yeah, I, I, got, think I mean, I got lucky because you came in and you're, you've become credible now that you spent some time at South Women's. But yeah, I think I mean, it, yes, it is different for me. But in a way, it, it is what I do. I've done with a lot of my life. I, I've done a lot of project coordination. And it's basically the same thing, just a different environment. And it is it's my way of 
you know, making a difference. And, you know, I really feel like I can make a difference. And I, you know, I know the community. I know, you know, what we're looking at and what, what these folks are facing when they get out. And I feel like I can, I can make a difference. I think you can also tell me, too, some of the stuff that you've already brought to us. Talk about some of that stuff because I think you come in and um, she checks me, which is good. Nobody really has done that before. So she comes in and checks me and she comes up with ideas. And I think with your background, that's going to be something that allows us to grow. And I do need a the, the feminine offset, if you will, of what I do. And that, t- speak a little bit about that in terms of, I guess, giving – Asking if you're okay giving me grief as you go forward. Is that okay? Oh, I love giving you grief. I think it's awesome. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And plus you you take it well. Um, You know, I love investigating resources. Um, um, Those that are for women and for men, actually. And just, uh, you know, there was one fellow that came in the other day that he was just so grateful to be there and he just felt safe. And that's important to me, that people can come in and feel safe and comfortable and, you know, we can help them help themselves. And that's, that's key. I do too. And I think that's, it's, I haven't had that component of, I have, there are, there are women who are on our staff, certainly, and there's some good people, but uh, it's nice to have a, help me with a direction in terms of where we're going with that. And you allow me to do that. I think you hit on something that people do come into the office and, and, and find that this is, there's pictures of the wall of everybody who's been incarcerated. I mean, we've got old TVs from prison. We've got Keefe coffee. We've got hot pots and all sorts of memorabilia, every kind of handout. And so, again, I'm encouraging you to, I'm surprised how many people haven't come that have been out for a while. You almost need to come back in to help us. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's important. You know, I think one thing that I do do provide or can provide is a little bit of warmth in that office. And um, just, again, the comfort and just knowing that we're there for people if they need our help. And, you know, we're not going to do everything for you, but we will guide you. And I am a great investigator of resources. So, And I think that's the, the kind of thing. I think one of the reasons we're going to be successful in the future is that we keep finding people like Heather who will come in and help us and support us. Because it's, you know, for a while there, it's a couple of us old dudes just sitting at the door. And uh, she's right. She brings a different flavor and a different warmth to the office that you need to come by and take a look at. I'm, I think I'm finding more and more, especially since you've been on too, more of more people that you've been associated with South Boise, hang out more, uh, more people from next door kind of come up a little bit more. Is that, did you notice that or are you noticing that? I do notice that. And actually, um, a couple of the women who were employed at South Boise have been in the office as well and and just seeing them again and having them see me um, you know they're surprised I'm surprised and you know it gives them a level of comfort too that um, that they wouldn't have ordinarily had yeah I, I think that's um, what we're trying to describe here is this is a sense of community and this is what I really strongly believe is what those of us coming out of incarceration need as they come out those first couple of days, those first couple of weeks, because you're inundated with demands from a PO or what you need to do or that you're worried about how to get a job or what to do. And you're going to this strange, different environment if it's a halfway house or you're going back to uh, an environment that is with a family that doesn't understand you. This is a spot where you can come and get some insight and uh, avail yourself of the resources needed to make that transition. Because I would argue, but um, 
Well, it's be specific about you in terms of your family. It was difficult for you, I assume, for family to understand what mom had done and what Heather had done, kind of. And it's important to be able to rely on people who've been there before. No, that's true. And, and I don't have any family in this area, but it's, even if I did, I mean, it would still be difficult. And I, you know, don't want to make anyone's life difficult, but it is great to have the human, human connection um, that I have found here. Um, and I hope to bring that to everybody else, too, that walks in that door. I think so also, too. I failed to mention, too, that one of the partners, uh, as we um, grow out this program, working with women and with men for that, the women will be the focus, but there'll be some men involved with it, will be the connection with the, the folks at uh, Recovery Idaho, and so that we'll be working with their centers specifically in Twin Falls, in Idaho Falls, and in um, Pocatello, and that's directly what we want to do. We see that as something that's going to be on the horizon also. So keep that in mind when uh, uh, Norma Yeager has been a part of that and some of the people at the Department of Health Health and Welfare that directed the money our way, we're very, very happy with. Uh, In addition to that, too, we've got some things coming up with um, a training over the presidential holiday um, that involves your telling a story to a legislator. Um, We can talk a little bit about that if you would like to, because it's important that those of us who are coming out of incarceration uh, share what happened to us to officials who can make a change in that. Um, And you can maybe address this will be your first time probably doing it with us. But we were real successful last year and had like over 60 people at an event on the presidential holiday weekend in February, and we're going to do it again. And if you need to get in touch or you are interested in that, at the end of the show, I'm going to let you know how to reach out to me and I will make sure you get connected. But I can't say enough about how your story impacts uh, legislators and people who can make those changes. Um, We spend more and more time with people who are in a situation where they can make those decisions and have no idea what you go through, have no idea what it's like. And if you go down there and just share a story, that's something that can be uh, make when all these bills, if you're listening to the news, you see all sorts of bills about uh, what they're going to do with the Department of Corrections. If you go down and share your specific story, the next time something like that comes across a legislator's desk where they need to vote on that, then they're going to want to be involved with that. They'll listen to your story and hopefully make a decision. Does that make sense to you, Heather? Absolutely, it does. I mean, the more, the more information we get out there, the more real it becomes. And it is real. So I hope, I hope that you will share your stories. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I mean, it's, uh, people say, well, I, I don't know how to do that. I wouldn't know what to do. And I said, whatever your issue is, is what you need to share. I mean, for you to come to a legislator and just say, you know, it costs 85 cents for a ramen and I can buy them here on the street for a dime. Just go tell that story. That, if, that's, if that's it, that's it. Or if you're a mother of a, of a son or a daughter who's incarcerated that's not being treated the right way, Come to this. We'll we'll support you in how to talk to the legislator and have them go talk to a legislator. They all need to understand what's going on because we have part-time legislators here in the state of Idaho, and they don't really get a chance to go in detail on any issue. And now we finally have a governor who at least is putting some money behind changing some of the system, and this is the beginning. Um, What it needs to do is to you need to get involved, and we need to work to change the whole thing. Because it's a people who listen to me for an ongoing t- basis know that the system's messed up, and uh, we need to be able to have our input to change it and to change it effectively. So, anything else in terms of 
where you are and where you're going, Miss Heather? Anything you want to share? I am just really excited to grow our programs. Um, it's just, I, I feel like the sky's the limit at this point. And, you know, lots of ideas. And, um, you know, I just hope we can keep moving forward. I'm, uh, like I said, I'm, um, I'm very appreciative that she walked into the office and that we've got her on board to help us kind of grow and go forward. And it's not like I'm not trying to give her more credit than other people who are in there, but she does have a direction and has some background that she's been very modest about uh, in terms of allowing her to uh, give some insight as to different directions and we can go. And I'm excited about that. It's your, it's your end to close. you have anything else you want to say to the world out there? How about to the ladies at uh, South Boise? Say something to the ladies at South Boise. Oh, boy. You all just hang in there. It's, um, you know, do as much as you can while you're there. Um, start planning ahead and, and looking forward to what you're going to do when you get out so that you do have some direction. I would also say, too, it's not just the, the ladies, but it's, you know, I think the day you go into prison is the day you should start uh, working on what you're going to do upon your release. And so I, I would echo that too. Um, Heather's going to allow us a stronger uh, support to East Boise and to South Women's Boise. So um, I'm looking forward to that. And I thank you for letting me twist your arm and come in here and do that. Thank you very much. Thank you. Through Jesus there's victory All the chains that were holding me Kept me locked in captivity have been broken by grace so free when he poured out his cleansing blood motivated by his great love give me faith i need to rise above and sing a song of how i've overcome i've got victory over sin bringing peace to the fight within give me strength Okay, you can see I'm lucky all the time, and so I have got somebody else in the office now that'll, uh, I think, is going to help us and is going to help us grow in the future. We're excited about the future. Uh, the events that happened this week, uh, there are great things on the horizon in terms of how we're going forward to have an impact on what happens here in Idaho. And uh, Heather's not the only one that can help us. Don't let just Heather and I do it or my staff. We need your involvement. So. We're very easy to reach. If you need to get in touch with us, you can reach out to us at www.systemicchangeofid.com. You can write us an email at systemicchangeofido, and it's all spelled out there at gmail.com. You can, we're on Facebook, Systemic Change of ID. We're on Instagram, Systemic Change of ID. You can even call us on the phone at area code 208 477 one zero zero six. I look forward to talking to you next Saturday afternoon on Victory Over Sin.